0: I would encourage you this morning to turn to James chapter five, and as soon as I say that, you may be reminding be reminded that uh, we've been in James chapter five this week, and we're going to go back to James chapter five. Chris Charles had us in James five, and um, we're going to comment. I'm going to comment on at least three of the meditations, or at least three of the um, two meditations and one component of prayer that was um, demonstrated in our midst this week, that all came together in my head when Chris was talking from James chapter 5. And I just started jotting jotting notes, um, not knowing exactly when this would surface again, but I liked so Chris made some comments, Stephen made some comments yesterday that I jotted down, and then Catherine Knapp prayed something. It was kind of intriguing to me, and I'm not sure exactly where she was headed with that, but uh, I'll, I'll mention it here in just a few minutes. But these three things came together around James chapter 5. So, verse 16 of James chapter 5 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's kind of where Chris stop, stopped, um, and he did a great job of parsing effectual and fervent um But verse 17 goes on to say, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And so not only was I thinking of this effectual fervency that Chris was referencing, Stephen yesterday talked about 1857 prayer meeting revival, really with the hub on one man other than the Holy Spirit, one human. Being Jeremiah Lanfear, and when I went back and read James 5 again, subject to like passions as we are, some of what Stephen commented on yesterday and what we prayed yesterday was Jeremiah Lanfear was just a man. He was just, he was subject to like passions as we are. So just like Elijah, um, Lanfear was um, subject to like passions as we are. But yet, the scripture goes on to say, and he prayed earnestly, that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. And those few words in verse 17 have just um, kind of resonated with me, and he prayed earnestly. He was subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly. And I just had to wonder in my head, how did he learn that? How did a man who is just a man grow in his life to the place where he prayed earnestly? We often refer to this prayer meeting as a school of prayer. There must have been a school of prayer or a, or a graduation or a gradual investment in Elijah's life um, to where he went even though he was subject to like passions, he prayed earnestly. And so this is actually a parallel text to 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 1 that speaks of Elijah and uh, speaks that he was of the inhabitants of Gilead. And he and he said to Ahab, and these were the words of Elijah, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And there's a few words there in that text. Before whom I stand. And I couldn't help but think of... Um, the sermon by G. Campbell Morgan called The Rekindled Fire. And in that sermon, he uses the phrase, practice the presence of the Lord. Practice the presence of the Lord. And I thought of that when I saw this phrase, before whom I stand, because we often, and this is an applicable um, diagnostic of this, that it, this, he's standing in the authority of God, He's the servant of the Lord, but that word stand could also mean dwell. It means to abide. So Elijah is telling Ahab, I live before the Lord. I dwell before the Lord. There was a, an, an awareness that he was constantly in the presence of the Lord. And maybe that awareness was a growing awareness. It was started out small and grew, but... Could it be that Elijah's public power, public praying power, is fueled by his private praying as he's seeing himself before the presence of the Lord, growingly so? Um, and then he prays, and there's no rain. And then there was rain. So that we, we focus so much, I have, on that masterful way of power, even harnessing the power of God in nature. But it it traces itself back to before whom I stand, the, the awareness of the presence of the Lord. And so I, I mentioned I was also intrigued by Catherine Knapp's prayer a few days ago and she just mentioned a phrase and she said it's not legalism to practice the bible <laughs> it's not legalism to practice the bible now i don't know what is behind that um but i wrote down two words after she prayed that i wore i wrote down and this may not mean a whole lot to you but i meant i wrote down simple churching simple churching in other words trimming away the excess and trimming away the human elements of church and he, tr- trimming away traditions and trimming away pomp and circumstance, what does it boil down to? What is it, if, if the Lord were to walk into our church services, would he say, this is what I had in mind? Or would he say, what are you guys doing here? What are you doing? This is, this is not what I intended. Um, what would the lord's evaluation of our church services be? so i want I'm knitting these things together if we are all people of like passion and we are growing in our awareness of the presence of the Lord I believe there's going to be a personal prayer life that fuels our public praying and fuels even our environment here and may it be that we are growing in that awareness of the lord and our constant presence of the lord even to the point where we see it as a as an excitement as an enjoyment that we are growing in the presence of the lord we are practicing the presence of the lord so elijah's words before whom i stand he prayed earnestly subject to like passions as we are but he prayed earnestly and um, just because I'm kind of knitting some things together from the week I also want to comment during Chris Charles's meditation um, uh, I couldn't help but be thinking about that earnest and ferventness in the things that we give our earnest fervent attention to i'm not a sports i like watching sports but i'm not an athlete and uh, yet i'm thinking of how much earnestness and ferventness do do parents and coaches put into training little kids how to be athletes from from diapers sometimes these kids are taught fervently and earnestly (laughs) to be athletes what about even training people how to grow vegetables and one day they become a farmer and how about um, lemonade stands that kids have and that may be a cultural thing I don't know but lemonade stands on the side of the roads that teach kids business skills and and maybe even taking kids to libraries at an early age and teaching them to be leaders because we know readers are leaders and developing them into leadership and and I'm wondering how do we do this in prayer do we teach kids the enjoyment of public prayer is it earnest and steadfast diligent training the next generation to to dwell in the presence of the lord and to be powerful in public prayer because we're powerful in private prayer because we've dwelt in the presence of the lord and that's that's ingrained in children from Diapers from birth, and um, so uh, I just would challenge us in this this matter of practicing the presence of the Lord, um, before whom I stand. And as we pray today, maybe we could even trace how God has grown us up in His presence. Maybe we could trace how we were immature, and now we are maturing, and we can just praise him for his patience and his care. But also then as we go into the Lord's Day, a public proclamation, may it be obvious that that uh, yes, yes, we need to be teaching and preaching God's word, but the apostles gave themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. And um, one of my pet peeves, and it's because of my weakness as as a pastor even sometimes I felt like um, I, I gave much more time to studying the text than I did to praying the text and sometimes as I'm in a lot of churches and I sometimes I, I I think pastors treat the prayer before the sermon as something they have to get through in order to get to the preaching but as we're training our children may it and our training in the next generation and even demonstrating our love for the presence of the Lord may our public praying be that which is of supreme enjoyment we're training others in the presence of the Lord by our enjoyment of praying publicly and may it be even evidenced in our private praying as Elijah before the presence of the Lord had public power as a result of private prayer practicing the presence of the Lord